Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. So our first movie that we're going to review today is from Friday, Too Close for Christmas. The biggest thing that I have to say about this one, (laughs) where did this movie come from? I don't know, because it certainly wasn't on the schedule lifetime. Nope. And they've moved the one that was on the schedule to later, but it wasn't like later on the list either. (laughs) I don't know where this came from. I don't know either. I think, I mean, this movie definitely had quote unquote bigger stars than the movie that was going to originally air. So the movie that was originally supposed to show was Spotlight on Christmas or something, which is now showing on December 21st. And they replaced it, I think mainly because Chad Michael Murray, they thought he'd be a big draw. (laughs) Well, maybe they, maybe they thought this weekend would be weak and they're like, we need to draw some people to our network because Hallmark keeps crushing us every weekend. My vote would be for making better movies, Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the logical track to take instead of trying to put good actors or popular actors in bad movies because we both like Chad Michael Murray and we both like Jessica Lowndes. Yep. And yet put them together in this movie. And I mean, I didn't hate it, but I'm like, it wasn't like there wasn't it wasn't special. No. Part of the reason why it couldn't be special for me is because I was too distracted by Chad's hair. (laughs) Going to talk about it again. I mentioned it like 500 (laughs) times. It was bad. It drives me crazy. This ugly blonde and then long spiky It's like he was trying to relive his Lucas on One Tree Hill days, but like that was 10 years ago. (laughs) Well, it definitely needed some toner. (laughs) Yeah, it looked terrible. Yeah, it looked like he rolled out of bed. Like him and the guy from One Royal Holiday, the side guy, should have been besties. Like they were like in their dorm rooms hanging out together and woke up late for class. (laughs) You know, that's exactly right. And it fits his character, too, because he's all about trying to be, I think, this laid back type of person. Except for they get up early. The whole family. I did not expect him to be an early riser. No. That was odd that they were all just down there. It was weird. Also, that was distracting about Chad. Multiple people commented on it was his accent, fake accent. I think you compared it to Matthew McConaughey, and I think Jen compared it to Matthew McConaughey. So <laughs> Okay, well, at least Jen and I are on the same path. Yeah, multiple people said the exact same thing to me about Chad's accent. And I was like, oh my gosh. I don't think I recognized, like I knew there was something different about his voice, but it wasn't a strong enough accent for it to really come off to me. I, maybe I just wasn't paying good enough attention. Mm-hmm. I kind of hit a point where I think I'm Christmas movied out. <laughs> Because I want to go watch movies that I know I already love and just kind of enjoy them Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of like paying attention to these new movies that this weekend I haven't loved really. But at the end, it was really, really, really strong. And I was like, what on earth is he doing? It was terrible. And I know they were trying to make this connection because in the beginning of the story, he's all about how Jessica only chooses like British guys in business suits. Like she likes accents. So I could think it was trying to circle back to that. She does like accents, but more of this Southern kind. And I'm like, no, this is a dumb like storyline. <laughs> the better storyline would have been to go with someone who doesn't have an accent. Yeah. Just speak normally, Chad, and go with your normal hair. Like, oh. So that was really the whole movie for me was Chad. And I barely paid attention because I couldn't stand looking at Chad. <laughs> and who can't stand looking at Chad Michael Murray? I know, right? <laughs> It's terrible. 
Well, I felt like Jessica was pretty much right on par with where she, I feel like she normally is in movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she just ends up getting these roles that are like type A personality. I like to have things in a certain way. And I guess maybe the December Bride one wasn't that way, but Pemberley Manor definitely was. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like she does a good job with it. So I was like, this is a normal Jessica sh- coming out, like showing Chad. It was her cool. basic thing. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was her basic thing. And then I did enjoy the fact that it was a different storyline. See, I struggle to even remember what the storyline was. I think it was that they had to work together to put on this Christmas thing because the mom was sick. Well, that wasn't the storyline part that I was talking about. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about then? I was talking about she met him at another wedding where she was with another guy. And then he's the reason he made a comment that ended up making air quotes, making them break up, you know, or whatever. Oh, and yeah. then there was also the storyline that she is a white girl who's adopted into a family and her sister is black. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Which was really cool. I was like, wow, I was not expecting this. And then I kept waiting to see the parents and they never had the parents on. I know. And they hung out with chad's white family yeah why on earth didn't they video chat with the parents i don't know it was just so random like we're we were excited like yay diversity she was adopted into this black family that's cool and then literally it's only this the sister who is the you know diverse person person of color in this movie it was so awkward so i rated the set a three and chris same three three candy canes i guess i should say i always leave off the what it is (laughs) But style and storyline, I don't know why I gave this a style for four. It wasn't because <gasps> of Chad's hair. <laughs> I think I was thinking of her clothes, which I think I liked. Um, I'm sure she looked nice, but I can't remember anything. I gave it a two for style. Chad's hair coming at you. Yeah. I almost gave it a one, but I was like, well, you know, so two. And then storyline, I gave it a four and it only got bumped up to a four because I liked those two aspects of the storyline. I was just happy we weren't having a solving a mystery (laughs) or something. This this is true. Yeah. Looking for It wasn't a mystery. Finding the home. Yeah. Mine was a three for the storyline and I thought it was a nonsense. I didn't really. I was being hard pressed to pick a lover and nonsense. It's a nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for making my decision for me. I'm leaning into that nine wing real hard right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're welcome. All right. Moving on. So technically, Hallmark aired the fourth Christmas in Evergreen movie on Saturday, but we did not watch it, so we're not going to talk about it. Nope. Because we don't know what happened. So moving on to the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Saturday movie, it was time for us to come home for Christmas, the third one in the series. And I thought it was okay. I was more interested in the mystery of this than some of the other movies, though I figured it out pretty early on. I was still like interested in seeing if I was right. Yeah. And this is where I enjoyed a little bit of a different Mm storyline in that it was a mystery, but they weren't looking for something. They weren't trying to find the owner of something or trying to write a story or whatever. She ends up there and doesn't know why she was brought there. And then I also loved that it it just so happened to happen at the year after her mom died. Mm-hmm. which gave her something to feel connected to her mom about. Yeah, I liked all of that. And I liked Lacey a lot. And I thought Steven was pretty good. Yeah. And like the surrounding characters were fine. But I just, 
it was just okay for me. Probably the better installment in the time for whatever series, though. I'd agree with that. I was kind of confused with the time for me to come home for Christmas because you were like, well, they're both coming home for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then the time for you to come home for Christmas, I guess it was her because she was the one who was coming home and he was just showing up there, but they're both traveling there. So it was like, these are so weird things. But this one, the time for us, I felt like was actually well-named because they brought all these different people back to somewhere yeah. they had been before. Mm-hmm. So, so next year, time for them. It's going to be a couple already, and they're going to go somewhere. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm waiting. And the song, I, I mentioned this to you. I was really shocked to see that they made this song sound like, like the guy wrote it in 1984 or whatever, and or released it then, because I felt like I watched the other two in preparation for this one, because I had never seen them. Mm-hmm. And the song is sung in the second one, but the first one, they make it seem like he wrote the song. <laughs> hmm. I don't really remember those. So I think they just take liberty with that song because all of these movies are based off of like this book in this Blake Shelton country song that's called Time to Come Home for Christmas. I don't like the song, by the way. Surprise, surprise. Did you listen to Blake's version? I did not, but my issue is with the lyrics. Oh, I wasn't really paying attention to that. What are stupid? What? <laughs> What, what do you find stupid with time to come home for Christmas? Hold on. Let me, let me find it. I'm going to Google the lyrics. This is the line or whatever that gets me. The pies are in the oven. You can almost taste the air. The warms my, it warms my heart to feel her love and know that how much she cares. It's funny how going back can get you back to where you belong. It's a difference between just a melody. I don't mind the end of it, but like the way that they all sing this song, I guess is what it is. The way that they sing the lyrics, it sounds like, I don't know, maybe it's because I heard it initially by the guy in the first one mm-hmm. and I like it when he sang it but I was just like this is a stupid song like this is what you wrote and I didn't feel like I thought he wrote this song and I didn't feel like it tied into their storyline in the first one and I was like well I can't really fight you on this I didn't see anything wrong with those lyrics <laughs> So I'm going to say this is being too picky, Carrie. Christmas, I'm hurrying on my way. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> I just don't like it. That was like a grumpy elf voice. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Free oh to disagree goodness. with me. I'm I'm a hater of most, most Christmas mo- music, apparently. Modern Christmas music. <laughs> new, new songs. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <sighs> All right. I find it really interesting that she finds this picture of them all. And she's like, well, I've accounted for everybody. Who took the picture? Like, why did it take you like 30 minutes to figure this out? It didn't take 30 minutes, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it took them a while. (laughs) I was like, wouldn't it be better to go to the person who took the photo rather than chasing down this guy that nobody even really knows who he is? That probably doesn't even remember. I mean, it's not like they're professional detectives, okay? I mean, technically both of them are. They're both in mystery movies, okay? Oh, I was like, (laughs) what? Did I miss their jobs in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) No, but she's in Crawford Puzzle Mysteries. Right. Okay. Okay. What is he in? Ruby Herring. Oh, I haven't watched any of these, so. I like them. Okay. Moving on to 
ratings. I gave this a three for the setting and the style. Me too. I gave it a four for the storyline because like you, I did appreciate the different kind of mystery. And then I gave it a three for candy canes because I wasn't really feeling Christmassy. I gave it a four and a four on the ending. So hmm. get it was four still nonsense canes. though. I gave it a love. Well, did of, you? Oh, all the ones that I've watched this weekend, I think this was my favorite. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I just remembered I was supposed to ask you a question, so I want to la- ask you live. Oh, 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 okay. Jen wanted to know if you teared up at all as you watched this. I'm trying to remember. It's it seems like so many movies ago. It is so many movies ago. I think I did with the man who lost his wife at some point. Interesting, because Jen, she, I think she cried at multiple parts. Jen, you can remind me. But I know she cried at whenever Lacey asks the guy who lost his wife what his wife's name was, and he said Sarah, and that's Lacey's name. That kind of got her. Oh, that did get me. That That might have been the part that got me, because it was with him. And I was like, even though I kind of felt like that was coming because of how they were kind of setting it up, it was still very sweet to have that tie back to him saying, well, that's a beautiful name at the beginning. And I was thinking... Sorry to all the Sarahs out there, but it's a very common name. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think people generally comment on common names and say, oh, that's so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Question answered. You both cried probably at the same part. <laughs> <laughs> on to the Lifetime movie. Yes. Let's meet again on Christmas Eve. That is a mouthful. Yes, it is. Especially since I wrote, let's meet on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I keep wanting to say, let's meet again on Christmas and forgetting the Eve part. Well, it's a lot. <sighs> yeah. And I I know I mentioned this when we talked about the previews, the premieres, or like summarize them or whatever, but Kylo's voice does bother me. <laughs> but I think it's only when she like gets super excited. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I think of the proud family voice. Because it's like she does that same laugh. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's like too perky. But it was only some of the time. And I did not feel as irritated about her voice or the perkiness of her in this movie as I did in that other one that I had seen. Did you not like The Proud Family? I I think that was like past my time. Okay. So then how did you watch it? I just heard it. Like I I would watch kids and they'd have it on or something. So I would like hear it in the background. Okay. I see. Or people would like post clips about it. I mean, not post clips about it, but... (laughs) Like you would see clips of it on like at some point I probably somebody probably reposted it on Facebook after the fact and you hear it or there's commercials for it or, you know, something like that. Mm. Well, her voice doesn't bother me. And it's probably because I grew up watching (laughs) The Proud Family. Probably true. (laughs) And I liked it and I liked her. So, yeah. I did like that she was boss enough to ask for a partnership and stand her ground about it. Oh, yeah. That was like super confident. I was like, whoa, you go, girl. I did not like the guy in this one as much as I liked him in Christmas on Wheels, which is strange because I did not like Christmas on Wheels. This guy wasn't in Christmas on Wheels. Is that not the one? Michael Xavier? Is that not him? This is Brooks Darnell. Oh, that explains it. You guys, my brain is fried. My brain oh my is, gosh. I've got this huge project at work and my brain is fried. And I kept looking at him thinking, this does not look like that guy. I just don't like him nearly as much in this movie. I don't know how I got it in my brain that he was in this movie, but I was for I don't sure. know, but I was going to say that I do like him better in this movie than the one he was in with Tamara last year oh. that we watched. I don't think that was that. It was like a Christmas miracle. I didn't watch that one with you. I thought you were still here for that. I watched the one where she went to the inn, where she had the inn. Okay. That was Tia. Okay. Other sister. (laughs) 
Well, I was saying she is in the main character, not she is in the person <laughs> acting. Yeah. But you guys watch that after the fact and you keep trying to tell me I was there. And I'm like, I'm not. I wasn't there. I know. I'm just going to keep saying it because I'm going to keep forgetting. <laughs> so there you go. Because <laughs> well, it's probably going to come up because Tamara is in a movie next weekend. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked him better. <laughs> <laughs> me too I actually thought so this movie was just okay for me I actually liked the beginning the best out of the whole movie like because I appreciated yeah. like their origin story with the narration yeah I also thought that the conflict was dumb with him like the whole they're supposed to meet again at this tree on Christmas Eve and then he's all like well I didn't show up because I thought you had broken up with me slash I thought you had a boyfriend I was like there is literally nothing to support this <laughs> Like, it was just the dumbest leap of logic in his mind to make. Yeah. I'm like, I know you're not this stupid, so why would you do that? Well, and I was just surprised that he didn't just show up. I mean, you're seven years later, still in love with her. Why on yeah. earth five years ago didn't you just show up to see? That's what, it didn't make sense to me. And it, I was like... <sighs> I would have liked it better if they would have said he was in a car accident on the way or... <laughs> Not like injured oh to where gosh. he couldn't go, but just he didn't make it and she left before he got there. You know what I'm saying? Like some kind of a storyline like that where you get held up or something and you guys miss each other. And then you've gone all this time thinking that the other one didn't show up. Yeah. Well, I thought he was going to say that something had happened in Italy because that's where he had to go to separate them because he kind of acted weird when she brought it up and then he never really explained it, I don't think. Or maybe I missed that part. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with Italy. No. Yeah, I did not like this part of the story. <laughs> it was dumb. It was dumb. And then my last little point about it, which I told you about, was this scene where... So she's helping this billionaire lady find her wedding dress and she comes out in the ugliest freaking dress and everyone's saying like, oh my gosh, you look so good. You look so hot. And the lady's like, are you sure it's not too young for me? Am I, is it okay that I'm wearing this? Like it's the super modern sexy dress. And this was the ugliest freaking old lady dress I've ever seen in my life. Like it was so bad. I mean, no, it was not the ugliest dress. Number one that you saw her in was the ugliest of the dresses. That thing was like she fell in cupcake icing. That's what that looked like. <laughs> it was all terrible. And yet everyone was acting like it wasn't. It was like they were blind to well, see. And the daughter's like, it's H-O-T hot. And I and this, I have issues with the sister. I mean, the daughter anyway. Yeah, she was too much. She was too, too much. But the dresses were ugly. Even the one that she ends up with. It was marginally better because I do like the red velvet like cape thing over Agreed. it. But it was still... Yeah. Well, and it, I, th I feel like it was a better classic look for someone who's getting remarried after 30 years or whatever it is that they said. Mm -hmm. But it just still wasn't like, I don't know, all of them were bad. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. And I none of it was good. <laughs> no. I really liked the line that she told him where she's like, well, I can't do this because I deserve someone who's going to show up. And I was mm -hmm. like, that is right. You sure do deserve someone who's going to show up. Yeah. She was a very, like, I feel like a healthy person. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's confident in her abilities. She knows what she deserves and needs. And she wasn't afraid to, like, stand up for any of it. Yep. So I, like, appreciated that. I I liked her character and I liked both of them. It was just this whole story just didn't work for me. I don't know. Yeah. So I gave this just threes across the board. Same. 
I will say I was very compu- confused. At, the, at one point, they're like, you know what our, our wedding space needs? It needs a Christmas tree. We hadn't even thought of that. We need a Christmas tree. So then they go buy a Christmas tree. When when they go set up the Christmas tree, there's four other Christmas trees in the room. Yeah. But to be fair, when they actually have their ceremony, I thought it was a very beautiful wedding. It I was. was. Like, I like all these decorations and everything. I just felt it was a stupid script right like yeah you could have they just had to get them out to get a tree yeah but she could have said you know what i'd really like a a christmas tree or corinne could have been like i want a christmas i think a christmas tree behind you while you're standing there would be really nice and then they go oh yeah that's a great idea like they did with all of her other ideas (laughs) so (laughs) yes they were okay they were very down-to-earth people for billionaires. For sure. Like, they waited to the last minute for everything. They really didn't have true prof- – I this was a slapdash thing, and I, I don't know. I was like, I don't feel like these are real billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so did you get all this- threes, and I gave it a nonsense. Sorry, Kyla. And guy who I thought was Michael Xavier. And Brooks Darnell. <laughs> We still like you. Just not as much as Michael Xavier, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) That should be my next thing. Would you rather decorate a tree with Brooks or drive in a car with Michael? 12 Christmas trees shoved in the back of a Mini Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. So Sunday on Hallmark, we had Christmas She Wrote with Danica McKellar and Dylan Neal. And this one was all right for me. I liked Danica. I thought she was funny and fun, but she should have picked her ex-fiance over Dylan. (laughs) Is that who the guy is? I have yet to watch this one. I've, like I said, I've been crazy at work, so I didn't get to watch the movies, all of them from yesterday. I started this one right before the podcast, but I've only like 15 minutes. (laughs) Okay. I don't think I realized. I think I forgot that you hadn't watched it. So I guess I'll just do my thing then. Go for it. I have one so, comment of what I've seen so far. Okay. Well, what's that? Um, I love her apartment. Like, I want that apartment to be my apartment. I barely, I don't even remember her apartment. It's got all this exposed <laughs> brick and it, it was just so cute. And it's in this old, like, I'm going to call it a brownstone, even though it wasn't a brown. <laughs> I don't know if brownstones are solely like this specific brownstone that gives them that name, but it's like a blue building and it's got the, it was super cute. I really, well, that's a good, that's a good positive. Yep. All right. Well, I liked how Kit from Coming Home for Christmas, the movie I love, went from being interested in Danica and trying to steal her away from his brother Mm -hmm. to being her gay best friend. I saw him in this role and I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I was like, I was not expecting him. He always plays the side person, Mm -hmm. but it's not usually like the side side person, right? Yeah. It cracked me up. I was like, that's so funny. But I really did like his character and I appreciated there's a conversation between him and the guy who becomes his love interest about the, the guy, like kind of how... Because I forget this guy's name. I'm just going to refer to him as Kip because I remember that's his name from Coming Home for Christmas. <laughs> that's terrible. But Kip's character is talking to this guy and he's like, I didn't realize and kind of like trails off like, I didn't know you were also gay or something. Because they all went to high school together. And the guy's like, well, you know, that was a you know different time for me. I wasn't sure who I was. And it was actually kind of a serious conversation and nice to hear and see. So I appreciated that little convo that they slipped in there. And then... switching gears to style i really liked her green dress in the beginning the one that you stepped on yeah okay i did like that one too i thought it was very pretty and i liked 
that kind of high-low overlay kind of thing that it had going on. So all in all, the movie was all right. I gave it a three for setting, a four for style because I like that dress. And she has a pretty dress at the end, but mostly I like that green dress. Four for storyline because I did like this, this idea of her having a popular column and then getting fired and then them needing her to come back because this guy made a mistake. So I thought that was different, but I only gave it three candy canes because I wasn't feeling super Christmassy. And I still gave it a nonsense. <laughs> Sorry, Danica, but Dylan Neal just really brought it down for me. (laughs) Okay, so next was on Saturday on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, A Little Christmas Charm. It was on Sunday. Uh, I think these two got switched. I think they moved things around and I changed the date and it wasn't changed properly. Anyway, so this one, I mean, I don't think I've really seen Ashley Green in much of anything. I did see that one movie you were talking about with Andrew Walker. Christmas on my mind. Yep, but I liked Andrew Walker better than I liked her in that movie. So yeah, and you haven't and you haven't watched The Twilight. So yeah, and I thought that they were cute. I I thought this movie was cute. Mm -hmm. I feel like part of what made it better for me is because I really dream of doing New York at Christmas time. Oh yeah, and. They went to a lot of places and did things, you know, like there were lots of scenes of Christmas in New York. Yeah. And they went to like different places in New York that you don't normally Mm -hmm. go to in these movies. Yeah. So that was cute. And I had seen the preview and they were dressed in 30s and I was like, oh, geez. Like, is this going to be like a, (laughs) you know, some like television shows will like do these things where they pretend to be in a different whatever. And I was like, please don't let this be this. But they were just, it was like a costume party Mm -hmm. themed for Christmas on a train. I wonder if this train is really a thing. I kind of wish it was because it's really cool. And I really like that style of dress. So it would like this look like a fun night. Yeah. And kind of romantic. So. And it was a lot better than I thought it would be. I do not understand. Spoiler. The couple that they talk to on the deck when they're looking for the conductor. I don't know why they didn't just say, oh, how long have you guys been coming here? You know, I know. I felt the same way because I was like, um, but then the movie would be like over. So, yeah, (laughs) that's why they didn't ask. I know, but I just think I I felt like that was just like a why would the conductor know the person? The conductor is working the whole time that they're running the train, right? Yeah. So he wouldn't have as much interaction with the people on the train as the people on the train had with other people on the train. Yeah. I I mean, I kind of thought that, but I was, I just let it pass. I was like, meh, whatever. Also, this is another thing that irked me. Why doesn't this man know how to do simple Christmas decorating? <laughs> He's like, so are we just decorating the front? So do we need to, like, there were a couple of questions that were like, you know, this girl's not going to let you get away with just decorating the front of your Christmas tree. <laughs> I know. I thought it was funny how he didn't like know how to get presents or anything. I was like, this dude. I know. I know his parents taught him better than that. Like, he knows how to ice gingerbread cookies. Well, who knows? I will say, though, that I loved their chemistry. I think that was the best part of the movie for me was I thought Ashley and Brendan worked really well together and Brendan was super cute like I feel like this is my favorite movie that he's been in Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you caught this but it made me laugh because there's a scene where they're looking at these charms and it's kind of a lifetime-esque line slash look because she's they're looking at these charms and there's like two with the births of these children of whoever owned this bracelet and she's like what do people do before they have kids or something like that and Brendan gives her this look like, 
well, you know, and she's like, they get married. <laughs> but the look he gave her, I was like, okay, Brendan. <laughs> His mind went there. But so I thought that was really funny and not Hallmark brand, but I liked it. And I just liked how much he really liked her, even from the beginning. Yeah. Like he was interested. She knew he was interested. He didn't make it a secret. Yeah. So that was kind of different from their normal guys and girls getting together thing. I agree. I liked that too. And then this kind of bothered me. It's a little thing, but he's a, well, this is another reporter story, which blah, but the paper he works for is called The Voice. And every time they said The Voice, I was like, the TV show? What? This is a terrible newspaper name. That's Why funny. do they call it The Voice? Well, and I think it's funny, too, because it's like, not that you can't, like, have a voice in writing, but writing does not have a voice, right? It's, you're reading it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like an ironic name at the same time. Yeah, it just bothered me because I was like, what? Did they just say the voice? What? What's going on? <laughs> so yeah, that's all I had to say about that one. Okay. I actually gave this one a five for set because of New York City. I gave it a four. So still high. Uh, style, I gave it a four because I actually liked a lot of what she wore. Same. Storyline gave it a three. <gasps> I gave it a four. <laughs> it's a reporter one and I still gave it a four. I felt like this was better done than some of the other ones. And then Christmas, I gave it a four mostly because of New York City. I gave it a three. But I did give it a love. I did give it a nonsense. All of yours have been nonsense. Oh, wait. No, you said love for time for us. Okay. Yep. We each have one love so far. Are we going to change that with the next one, which I can't decide what to rate it? Um. Yes. <laughs> so the last movie for this weekend was Lifetime's Christmas Ever After, which I was really looking forward to. This was so... I don't know. I just really liked it. I thought it was funny and cute. And Allie Stroker... I just really like her and I want to see her in more things. I know she was a little too perky for you, Carrie, sometimes, but it didn't bother me. I just liked it. And her and the guy together, I just loved it. I really liked the guy. I I did think she was a little too perky at points, but it wasn't consistently throughout the whole movie. And mm -hmm. I think towards the second half of the movie, it got better, I will say. I struggled for the first half of this movie with the chemistry between them mostly because not because of her because of him and I felt like he was like having these conversations about being interested in her with like his dad but not actually acting like at all that he was interested in her I just felt like it was I don't know and then they got to a certain point and I feel like it went really far the other way where I felt like they had really good chemistry the second half of the movie hmm. I don't know that I felt like he wasn't interested in her maybe you were just seeing like he was trying to I think protect himself because he wasn't sure he wanted to get in a relationship because you know he's already been in one and she died so <laughs> you know all these stories though you're not you're not new this is not a novel idea here yeah <laughs> novel ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. well this has just always been like i've always kind of imagined this happening though you know because i like to write and like what if your hero really was like a real life person and <laughs> He existed and you fall in love. So I just really liked this storyline and I liked the beginning. I especially liked their meet cute where she almost runs him over. This one I was kind of torn on only because she was like almost like he wasn't justified in being like you're running me over. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you on the sidewalk? 
There's a, there are people sitting in a table behind him. Where were you going to pull? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. She just really wanted hot chocolate, okay? Apparently. And it, it made me laugh when she drove into this town because they purposely made it like the most typical generic Christmas winter town where everyone's like, hello, hello, waving in the snow and the... <laughs> Like this street was so, you know, typical. I was just like, this is too funny. It's not original at all. But I was fine with it. Just as I was fine with, going to switch gears, the gratuitous shirtless shot. Did I miss this? Oh this? my gosh. You didn't see him shirtless? I don't think I did. <laughs> I was working while I was watching this. So. Oh my gosh, Carrie. I mean, I got to do work. And we got to record. So he was he was laying on the couch, which I don't know why he was laying on the couch. But he was laying on the couch, his arms over his head. He's not wearing a shirt. And he's just thinking, contemplating about his feelings. And then we know you go to another scene. I was like, this is so random, but I'm going to take it because you never see this in Hallmark. You never yep. see a shirtless guy. Well, that's not true. Victor Webster was in that one movie. Mm. Okay. If they're getting out of a pool, then they're shirtless. <laughs> But that's the one exception, they and they're rarely that, getting out of a pool. They made that scene super exaggerated, though. Yeah. So. There was a reason, because, ironic, um, Hillary Burton in that movie was also a romance writer. So that's why they did that. Oh, I see, because I haven't seen this one yet. I saw the previews for it and then missed taping it, I think, and I didn't get oh. to see it. So it's on the list okay. next summer to watch. Gotcha. Well. Can we talk about something super important, though, here? Yep. Kisses. I know what you're going to say. Yes. COVID kisses, to be exact. So this is the movie where they use the plexiglass between the people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was much more irritated by this kiss than you were. Yeah. Because I felt like they see you see them start to lean in. But then when they are actually kissing, it's literally back of her head taking up the majority of the screen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, couldn't we have done this a little bit better than this? <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> we want to see the kiss. And then you see them pulling apart. And then at the end, they have a second kiss and his arm is like up and in the way. And so it was the same the thing. acrobatics. <laughs> I was like, this is so weird. I just was like, it was it, it was so bold for me. I think it was even more bold because we had talked about this one before. But the, mm -hmm. I really noticed the crafty Christmas romance where she held her hand up in front of their faces, which yeah. I thought was a better solution. Yeah, than seeing the backs of their heads. Yes, it was weird. This just makes me curious to know how many of the other movies we've watched, did they use the plexiglass? Because we haven't really noticed anything. So I'm like, is it because they didn't use it and it's only been those two movies? I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if there's somebody on the set who was like, I don't feel comfortable doing a kiss. And so that's when they only used it when the people, when the actors said they didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, which makes sense, you know, and I don't blame them. I just wonder if that has happened in any of the other movies we've seen so far where we didn't have problems with our kisses. I don't know. But I don't, I mean, I don't really notice when it's like a bad kiss, you know, quote unquote. I will say that Hallmark has been kicking Lifetime's butt with kisses this year. Like you would think Lifetime with the whole shirtless people and kind of being a little bit more... I don't even know, you know, but you know, there's a difference between Lifetime and Hallmark. Yes. <laughs> there, Hallmark and, is more reserved on things like this. 
Yeah. And yet the Hallmark kisses have been really good, like where you rewatch it good. And Lifetime has not had that. I at did all. rewatch this one because I wanted to see if I could see the plexiglass. You rewatched it for a bad reason, though. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> not because you loved it. Not because it was just like, oh my gosh, I feel the love, the passion. It was like, I don't feel anything. Where's nope. this glass? <laughs> I can't see it because uh, your head's in the way. <laughs> can't see it. Can't see it. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I gave it a four for the setting because I liked that whole lodge or chalet, whatever he wants to call it. I gave it a five for style because I loved her hair and I liked a lot of her outfits. I thought they were super cute. I gave, And he's just attractive. I gave it a five for style, but a three for set. But the five, mostly because I loved her last look like I thought the color of the shirt was amazing the shape of the shirt like I felt like her clothes were really good throughout the whole thing like but especially liked the last look and the way her hair was done in the last look it was very romantic for a romance author yeah it was very pretty I did like that a lot I like always want to do that hairstyle because I have curly hair too but I can never get it right so I practice do makes it. perfect. Yeah, but then my arms get tired. This is true. This is why I don't <laughs> braid my hair really anymore. Yeah, I used to do it more back when I learned how to do it myself. And then I kind of fell off the wagon. But anyway, and then I gave it a five for storyline because we haven't really seen this storyline before. And I liked it a lot. And I gave it four for candy canes because they did a lot of Christmas stuff and there was a lot of Christmas going on. Well, I'm with you on Christmas. I gave it a four for storyline. Mostly because there were a lot of writers this weekend. Yeah. A lot of writers this weekend. But they did different kinds of writing. Still lots of writers. <laughs> I know. It was still a love for me, though. Uh, this was the one that I was, another one I was on the fence about. I didn't give it a love or nonsense. Well, I will push you over the fence into love land. Love Yay! sense. <laughs> love sense. Oh, that's not a thing. None of. <laughs> Okay, so that wraps up this weekend's movies. Yep. And then next time, we're going to cover our favorite nostalgic Christmas movies. Yay! Yay! This is the last one in our trilogy of favorite Christmas movies, the different kinds. Yep. <laughs> we didn't talk about where oh, wait. they go in the- We didn't rank them. We didn't rank them, and I didn't rank them at all. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to rank these. <laughs> Okay, so my rankings were number one was Christmas Ever After, and then A Little Christmas Charm, Time for Us to Come Home for Christmas, Let's Meet Again on Christmas Eve, Christmas She Wrote, and then Too Close for Christmas. And then Christmas and Evergreen is last, but that's because didn't watch it, so I can't rank it. Um, I did not do this, but I'm going to go with Time for Us to Come Home for Christmas is numero one. And then I'm going to go probably Christmas Ever After, A Little Christmas Charm, Too Close for Christmas, and the Christmas Eve. Let's meet on, again on Christmas Eve. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Okay. Well, we have the top three the same, so that's okay. I mean, we have the movies. They're not in the same order, but you know. Yep. All right. Until next time. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you'd leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.